You can check us out on all major podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out our social media on Instagram at Menovation and Facebook at Menovation Podcast. Episode 79 of uh, The uh, Menovation. We're coming in sardine-like today. (laughs) (laughs) We're a little cramped in the studio. Yeah. You know what I did last time is I had this whole thing shifted. That's what I did last time. Yes. So, we were that's like right. fighting with I mean, the camera angles. That's right. I was like, there's space a lot of space right over yeah. there. Well, that's the thing is I shot it this way. So it have interesting. But I remember when we did four people, we actually had the room shifted. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah, yeah. Because like I was always fighting this. Anyways. So that's why we were having issues this morning. I was like, what did I do differently? I couldn't remember. All right. Anyways, we're here. <laughs> episode 79. Uh, we are joined today. So is your last name a call? Yes. Okay. Last name is a call. Uh, by our man Antonio. <laughs> and technically what? I technically have two last names. Oh, what are your call? Dennis. The call. Ah. Because okay. in America we just go by a call. Gotcha. <laughs> so is a call your dad's last name? Yeah. So a call is my dad's last name. Uh, Dennis is my mom's. Uh, most times, uh, uh, Mexican culture we, they just combine both. Um, so when I came oh. over here. In like my social security and or all my documents, it's a call dash Dennis. Gotcha. Uh, so they just go by the first name. Oh wow! Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> there you go. I never knew that. Yeah. Uh, but if you all remember, our man Abe, this is his eldest son. Uh, Abe is not here today because we told him not to come. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we wanted to. We've heard so much from Abe. We've heard so much from just about how. You know, he's tried to live his life, all that kind of stuff. Uh, but so we want to get Antonio in here to talk about his life, how it went, what, you know, what did his parents do that was successful? You know, all these types of things. I wanted to unpack it. We wanted to give you some tools per usual that if you're a young parent, you're growing up, like, I want to do some of that with my kid or my family or whatever it is. Um, uh, or just if you need, you know, someone who needs to hear this kind of information, that's what we're getting into today on episode 79. All right. Give us the, so you are 22, in college, doing your thing, recently married. Yep. How long have you married? About a year? Uh, this year's about two years. Two in years? December. Two years. Yeah. Dang. I like melted away. Uh, <laughs> so give us the elevator pitch of you. Kind of tell us a little bit about yourself. Oh, man. Uh, 22 years old, uh, full-time college, full-time student. Uh, uh, full-time work too. Um, wow. I am the music director in the Salt Lake, uh, campus. I'm pretty much over all instruments, um, there. Uh, means at our church. At, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I have a beautiful wife, two cats, and just trying to, trying to be the best man I can. Yes. <laughs> I'm not too interesting. <laughs> I'm not too interesting. <laughs> Sometimes that's a good thing, man. Sometimes that's a good thing. <laughs> All right, so uh, we're kind of going through this. So start us off here. So what what was like your initial growing up like? Just kind of growing up. Were you born in Mexico? Were you born here? What was migrating to the country like? Yeah. You know, from what you remember. Yeah. Um, so I was uh, born in Mexico in Yucatan, and then I grew up in a small town called uh, Progreso. We I moved here uh, when I was around like five or six. Okay. 
with Melissa. She was uh, my uh, my younger sister. Uh, she, me and her were the, the only ones that were born at that time. And we came here and we uh, pretty much moved in with my grandparents from my mom's side. Okay. Um, Do they we, still live here? They don't anymore. They just retired, I believe, like around two years ago. So they went back to Mexico. Okay. Um, so kind of most of our life, it was just us and then them. Mm. And then uh, just one, one of my uncles and one of my aunts um, who were like my age. <laughs> so, sure. um so that's that was kind of how we first uh, came over here, and then I felt like it was just a slow transition. But we eventually, my dad was able to get our apartment, and then after living there for a couple of years, we eventually got our house, and that's where my other sisters came in um, to the picture. Um, and what's the age gap between you and your sisters? So, oh shoot, <laughs> <laughs> remember? Uh, so I know uh, Melissa is. Uh, I think she's 19 right now. Yeah, she's 19. Uh, Dora is uh, 16, turning 17. And then Lily is uh, 14. So it's literally just like a couple yeah. of years between each of you. Yeah. yeah. So it was not too big of a gap. That's pretty much how it was moving um, over here. Um, it was kind of difficult. I know for my dad, like right now, like we don't really have that much family. Sure. Over here, um, it's mainly, main, like I said, my grandparents from my mom's side. The majority of our family is in Mexico, which is why we try to go as often as we can. We try to stay there for a long time. Yeah. Um, yeah you guys are going like a, for weeks at a time. Yeah. yeah. Most uh, Growing up, if we could, um, during summer vacation, we would stay there for two months often as we could. We tried to go every year, but a little too expensive sometimes. <laughs> uh, so we'd go there for two months at a time, just trying to, to, to catch up with all the family that, that we miss. But yeah. <laughs> nice. So what, uh, initially, what was that like going from, obviously, the culture of Mexico to the States? Yeah. So I was young, um, so I don't feel like it was such a a drastic change for me. I did go to, like, kindergarten over there in Mexico. Uh, I did have friends. Uh, I knew Spanish. I didn't know English was probably the most difficult thing. I remember when I first came here, I was put into uh, supposedly a bilingual class uh english and spanish and then after like two weeks i would tell my mom mom she doesn't know spanish <laughs> she does not know spanish mom was like no no she should she's probably just testing you <laughs> well after a month turns out that i was put in the wrong class <laughs> so oh, for a whole month i didn't know what the heck was going on <laughs> so it, like, it, she don't speak spanish she don't speak spanish mom. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so i feel like that accelerated my english development good. Did you end up going was, into the bilingual class eventually? Yeah, or? eventually yeah. I did, which was helpful. Sure. Um, but by that point, it was, wasn't was as needed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're already on the track, yeah. yeah. Uh, I also have a speech impediment problem. Like, growing up, I, I, even until today, I still stutter. Like, my, I try to think everything, and I just stutter all the time. So if I, that happens today, I apologize. I've never noticed that. Uh, yeah. I've never noticed yeah. that. Never yeah. noticed if I get that. really excited about something or, like... Um, something I'm really like passionate for. Uh, I just like start, my mind starts racing and then my mouth just. All right, we'll see if we can make yeah. that up. <laughs> 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 nice. So uh, what, uh, was your mom always stay at home mom? Yes. Uh, there were, there was some times she would try to get a job. Um, but I think early on her and my dad kind of developed a plan like, no, stay home, raise the kids. Um, there was almost always a home cooked meal at home. Yes. Even to this day, my mom's still one of the best cooks I know. Yeah. Um, of course. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Favorite place to go eat. Um, so that's kind of what I was, uh, I grew up with. 
which was nice, really. I uh, I would see a lot of my friends uh, in school talk about like, oh man, yeah, both of my parents work. I don't see them until like eight or nine. And then I have to make my own food. And I'm just like, man, like that sucks, man. Like I'm going to go home right now, eat some good food. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, it was, uh, it was pretty nice, you know, I feel like we had quote unquote, like an, uh, an example of a good household, I would say. I mean, we're yeah. not perfect, but growing up, I felt like we were like a normal family. And did you guys move straight to Utah? We moved straight to Utah. Okay. Yep. So you've been here I, the whole time. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but... Yeah, my grandpa just liked Utah, and we just stayed here, I guess. <laughs> well, so was that initially hard for you guys? Because you kind of touched on that. Because usually in the Hispanic culture, family's everything. Oh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Large families, all that kind of stuff. Yep. Was that kind of a bit of an adjustment coming here when it's just your mom's parents? For me, it wasn't, again, because I was young. Like, yeah, I did miss my grandparents from my dad's side, all my family. But I wouldn't say it was as hard as it was for me compared to my dad. Like, right now, I just think about it, like, man, how hard it must have been for my dad to just move every, like, drop everything and go live with his, um, with my with my mom's parents, you know, in their house with no secure job, no, uh, nowhere to really live like other than depending on them for help, you know? So for, I mean, but for me, I, I didn't feel that like, and I'm really grateful for that because like my parents and my dad, like they made sure that I did have everything I needed. Mm. Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like I was, I grew up with like having everything I wanted. Like I was able to, choose whatever I wanted, but I grew up with the things I needed. Um, right. So I didn't really feel like it was that hard on me, you know? I mean, it was still kind of sad, but it wasn't anything too devastating. So what, uh, your dad was a teacher in Mexico? Yeah, so my he dad, professor, he, right? my dad was a professor, a math professor. professor. Wait, he was a teacher? My dad's crazy smart. Yeah. Like, he, from what he told me, and I might be wrong, he, my mom, uh, they had me, um, and my dad was still finishing school. Um, but at the same time, since he was married with my mom and had me, he had to also work. Sure. So he had to be a math professor. He had to work. Um, and at the same time, he still had to finish his own degree, his bachelor's. Yeah. So my dad told me he would go to work in the morning or sorry, go to school in the morning, finish his classes, go to, um, go teach his classes go to work, he would come back at around, I don't even know what specific time, but he told me he would come home, he would take care of me for an hour, he would sleep for an hour, maybe two, and then just repeat that whole thing over and over. That's why he has a bunch of gray hairs. He said when he was, when he was, no, when he was young, that's when he started developing his gray hairs. Are just, you just lack of sleep. Yeah. He told me a bunch of times during the bus rides, the, the, the driver would always know, Abe, this is your stop because my dad would always be passed out because he was so exhausted. <laughs> mm, wow. Um, so, yeah, he's got a beautiful silver fox. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does yeah, now. Trying to make him grow his beard, though. Looks really great. I know. Yeah, it's no, good. It looks yeah. good. My, my mom loves it. He doesn't. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's so usually that's, the opposite. Where I know. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, and of course, you guys just jump in whenever. I, yeah, I just wanted to lay some context and some groundwork. Yeah. So, was there. So you didn't really, so you didn't feel feel like there was much of a culture shock coming from Mexico to Utah. Yeah, what was that like going from Mexico? Because you guys in the area that you in wasn't like it was a nicer area, right, of Mexico. 
somewhat. somewhat it wasn't okay. really the greatest. Again, it's just an old town, and right now it's just yeah. it's more beat up. It wasn't anything too crazy, but we were like three, four blocks from the beach. We would always just walk there every day, so that yeah. was a shock. And I think when I f- when we came here, I didn't know it was permanent. Oh. Mm. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't know it was permanent. I do. I, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is just gonna be like a I, nice vacation. Yeah. Be here like for... I, I thought we were coming back. What I initially thought, and then I was. I found out like, oh shoot, we're, we're staying here. You know. And I felt like I was kind of in that age where, again, I wasn't paying too much attention to everything and like how I was feeling. But that's that's what I do remember. I didn't know we were staying permanently, but. When I came here, I didn't really recognize my grandparents. And then after, I think, three or four years later, we went back to Mexico. Like visit? Yeah. I didn't really remember my grandparents or any of my cousins or anything. Oh, wow. So it was kind of that. It was a really weird stage that I honestly don't remember too much about. Hmm. Um, so I don't think the culture shock was that big. Again, just the probably just main things of food and the just the educational system because I've never yeah. been in a school in the U.S. So many white people. Would you go yeah. back there and— Right on, Settle? No. no. Okay. Maybe when I retire. Okay. Like way old, but mm, I can't. Yeah. Even right now, like if my dad were to, I mean, if I was still living with him, <laughs> if he were to keep his job and move to Mexico, we'd, we'd like be like honestly kind of more on the wealthier side compared mm-hmm. to the people there with his right. job and the currency. And honestly, we, we've all talked about it, like we wouldn't want to go back because it's just the way that things are here. Which is why we're grateful to be here and to be uh, to be citizens of this uh, of this country. Because when we compare everything that we have here to over there, mm. it's like, yeah, easy choice on where you want to live. Right. It is nice, but mm-hmm. if you need, if like, if you need to live there, it's not really the greatest. Because there's just a, just a bunch of things. And right now, uh, there's also a lot of uh, uh, a lot of gangs and stuff around that area too. And like, the, really, all the way down yeah, in oh, yeah. Yucatan? It starts starting to just like trickle down. It's really? like, I remember before, like, we're uh, around like eight or nine, everyone almost you know, around the entire block would put chairs out in the front and they would talk for hours, like until mm. two or 3 a.m. almost every single day. But right now, like at 9 30, everything's shut off. Wow. Like, everyone Everyone's stays house. inside. They, they tell you they don't go outside. And all of a sudden, you hear some some uh, some That's guys like walking down the street. Too, yeah, yeah, pretty much. But <laughs> over there, if something happens. You're like, oh, let me call the cops. Let okay. them, like have someone right. come. Or hey, oh. I have my own gun to protect myself here. Sure. Over there, you don't. Mm. You're guns, like, no, nine thirty. Gun, yeah, guns. I'm in the house. I ain't seen nothing. Yeah. I don't know nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, exactly. Uh, so over there, it's like if you call the cops, maybe they'll come in time. Maybe they won't. You're not allowed to have a gun there. It's super difficult to ha- get your, have your own gun over there. But yet, all the gang members have uh, it. Yeah, all, all the gang members have it, of course, yeah. Where do they get them? And there's yeah. just a bunch of, uh, uh, oh man, I forgot the word, but there's just so many problems. In, and I don't, I'm not too educated in this because, again, I don't, honestly, I don't really care. I'd rather learn more about the, this country <laughs> so I can know because I'm not fair. living there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if I say something wrong, I apologize. Um, but... Their government is so corrupt. I was going to say, like, like the, the police department. Oh my gosh, police like, is so bad. Sometimes yeah. they pull you over. And I, this actually happened to me. I wasn't driving, but my uh, my uncle was. Um, we were driving and the guy's like, hey, I think you you missed this turn. You forgot to stop. Something's like, like, we have an issue here. And my uncle's like, okay, 
takes it out of his wallet. Oh yeah, he's like, pay he's like off. fifty bucks. Yeah, would be in in pesos. Yeah, yeah. And the cop's like, okay, have a good day, and walked away. It's like, it's, like it's you can do that. It's crazy. it's kind of crazy because it's like yeah, because like I mean, living in San Diego, you could drive to Mexico, you can drive down to yep. TJ, and like I had friends be like, I'm gonna go party. Like in TJ, you go out to the clubs and everything like that. And I'd always be like, be careful. Yeah. Please mm-hmm. be very careful. Make sure it's like, are, are you with a group of people? Be careful because if something goes down, yeah, we may find out. We may, we not. may not. Because yep. there, like there, there's like a, there's a lot of stories about just like people going down there to have some fun. Some stuff goes left and they just disappear. Yeah, and then it's just like it, or things get covered up yep. and oh, wow. like. Literally, like, if the states were trying to have anything to do, like, hey, like, this is, like, like this is my family member, this is so-and-so, we're trying to find out what happened. Because it happened in Mexico, it's it's their case, it's their mm-hmm. stuff, so they cover it. It, it, anything. So, I, like, every time I'm like, yo, be, please be very careful. Hawkers are worth much. it there, though. Oh yeah, no, they're great. No, <laughs> no, it's amazing. And the cokes, oh, so great. But yeah, but yeah. I'm like, be very careful. Stay in the group. Do and not get lost. Yeah, it's just <laughs> don't get in trouble. Right. And even uh, like I've seen so many stories of I've heard and seen some videos too. Moms with their children, small young children, walking in the grocery store. Mm. The mom turns around and and like tries to look at something. Turns around, the kid's gone, and you're like. They're screaming, like, some cries that, like, man, they just, they hurt because there's so much pain because mm. they know where their child is and they know what's going to happen to them and they can't stop it. Ugh. All the black market uh, trading, they just sucks. Well, it's funny. I was, uh, it's fu- since you bring that up, I was actually watching a, uh, you guys know Andy Stumpf is? Oh, I've heard don't. the name. Yeah, he's yeah. like, he's like one of the Navy SEAL special ops yeah. that come back. Because there's yeah. like a massive community of them now. Like Jocko, right. Mike Glover, Andy Stump, you know, all these guys. And I'm, there's tons of them. But anyway, so he uh, he's doing a podcast now. It's, I think it's called, on, I think it's called Ironclad. But anyways, he interviews a guy, an ex-Special Forces, who's in, he was doing undercover sex trafficking work, all this other kind of stuff, pulling people out, cybersecurity. He's doing all sorts of crazy stuff. And he was just talking about like different stories and you guys should definitely go listen to it. Uh, I'll have to find a link to it, but it's just super good. Uh, and because he actually had to pose because he's undercover. Mm. So he actually had to pose as a sex trafficker, all this kind of stuff. And and he was starting to go into stories and it was so like, he wasn't graphic, but it's like bad enough because you have to, you can't immediately just arrest him, mm-hmm. right? So the environments that you're in, you're watching kids get raped. You're watching kids get trafficked. You're watching all this stuff happen because you're building a case to mm. put these people away. And what's crazy is, I know this is a bit rabbit trail, sorry, no, you're good. Um, is uh, one of the things they have to do, I guess, in the U.S. government is they actually have to go through, they're using AI, but they have to actually have to go through videos to see duplicates, um, all these kinds of things to try and uncover people that are looking at child pornography. They have to watch it. Ugh. And it's just like, and he was saying, he's like, it just, he's like, you start seeing the most evil stuff. And he's like, you just, because now I guess he's retiring because he's like, I can't do it anymore. He's like, psychologically, mm-hmm. he's like, it's breaking me. It's wild. Super wild. Sorry. Nice. I know it's a little bit of a no, rabbit trail, but um, 
So anyways, hey. yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> Sorry. So anyways. <laughs> We're like talking about your story and I just went super dark with it. Sorry. We should talk about that one day. Yeah. Um, anyways. Uh, okay. So let's take a, let's, let's cleanse the palate here yeah. a little bit. <laughs> so as you're, uh, you're growing up, so you come to the States, getting involved in school, doing all these things. Obviously your, your sisters are starting to come along. What was your family life like? Um, like you said, was it kind of just your standard dad went to work, mom stayed home, we went to school, we did our thing. Um, what was all that like for you? Just kind of that growing up. Yeah, there? so it was that typical thing. Like my dad went, um, went to work, mom stayed home. Like you said, I would go to school. My parents actually at my old church, uh, they started a school there. Um, okay. And they actually had us go over there. Was it just like a it K was through 12 or, or probably younger? It was like... Second grade to like high school. Oh wow! Yeah, they did like the entire, entire wow. like program at the church. I hated it. <laughs> it was <laughs> super tiny, probably right. It was tiny. Yeah. Two. My mom was a teacher there, so that really didn't help me. Um, <laughs> I was always the, I was always a weird kid. I would say just the way that I grew up. I wasn't really outgoing, really. Um, and I experienced a lot of like bullying back then too. In the in, um, that, in the actual school, in the school. yeah. Wow, really? And like no one really believed me. Mm. Um and I would always get in trouble for it. So that's kind of how uh that life was. And then moving from from that school to more like public school was horrible. Because really? I felt like like and I love my parents, but I felt really isolated. Yeah. Like I was mm. not prepared for the world. I felt like they, I mean, they did try like to keep me safe, keep me protected from other things. But when I got to uh, public school, I was like, I've, I didn't even know there was a thing as other Hispanics and oh, white wow. people. I, I kid you not. Wow. One of the first friends I made was a Polynesian and he told me, oh yeah, my name is Viliami Tukumoyatu. And I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, call me Vili. I'm like, oh, Billy. Yeah, I can call you that. I can remember that, you know? And so I was just exposed to a lot of things. You went to school in the Rose Park area. I went to school in the Rose Park yeah, area. Which is one of the less uh, affluent. Safe. Thank you, In Utah. Mm. Like, people think, like, Utah is, like, this safe area, but, like, Rose Park, Kearns, like, it's, yeah. pretty, it's, it's pretty rough. Yeah, it Especially is pretty Rose Park Yeah, it, it really is. Right? I mean, Okay. The school, <laughs> the school was good. I that's where I realized how much that other Christian school held me back because I was so behind the other kids, really? educational wise. Yeah, even in the Rose Park area. Yeah. Wow. I will. Yeah, and that tells you. That tells you <laughs> something. Oh my God. No, that tells <laughs> you something. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Dude, I only. Thanks, <laughs> George. <laughs> uh, fourth to fifth grade, I didn't know how to divide. All wow. I knew was my multi multiplication facts to like eleven. Jeez. Like, that's all I knew. So they were already doing long division and everything sure. when I, the first day of school, and I was like, I don't know what this is. To be honest, though, um, who's, who's really doing long division nowadays? I know. I, know. Yeah. Nowadays. <laughs> I couldn't do long division to save my I could, life. I couldn't. Nowadays. I'd be like, where's the calculator? Yeah. Calculator. <laughs> 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 yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, yes. Um, and that's where I was, that's where I found out, like, man, like, these kids are actually. What grade was that? This was fourth grade. Okay. So you started. went to that small private school for a little maybe bit. Like, yeah. Maybe like a year or two. Okay. This is where I found out about drugs. Sure. These kids in fourth grade, they're already selling drugs, man. We had a kid that had that would sell weed end of the uh, end of the day around the corner. 
he would always just be there and you'd you'd have to talk to him with lunch at lunch and tell him hey here's the money and then he's like all right and then you would just walk by him end of the class hand it to you and boom you're out Dang. that was that's when i was first exposed to that and like i said i was i was a weird kid not me weird but felt like just the way i was raised i was different from the other kids and i think that's what really started the what do you think caused that Oh man, like what? Do you, and when you say weird, like the way, like were you wearing women's shoes and dresses? No, no, no. Or like just, I'm into anime, like music, <laughs> not sports. Like what do you mean? Yeah, that's weird? Like, right not the women's dresses part. To be clear. No, no, no. Just yeah, other yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, it just felt like you were like on, like on a whole another planet. From yeah, else. yeah. I felt like that's how I was, and especially because I didn't know the the social norms. Yeah, because you were so sheltered I was initially. So sheltered okay, gotcha. initially right. that when I was exposed there, I was the odd one out. Sure. Like sure, I remember back different. then, yeah, like yeah. I still wanted light up sketchers. And I had light up sketchers fourth to fifth grade. And I was the only one that had light up sketchers. Cause I because in my head, because yeah, yeah. I, I was like, Oh, these are cool, because that's what I'm seeing over there. Again, I was the only one with those. So I was immediately pointed out as the weird kid. Yeah. yeah. You know, and that's kind of kind of happened and i think that's where the like the first real bullying began actually so yeah that's that's interesting i didn't yeah. know that no 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 yeah. yeah i mean you and ben have something in common Paul oh, used totally. to go to school with a razor in his mouth so oh yeah <laughs> again i still think his his whole story should be like an nbc abc <laughs> tv show <laughs> i think it's great yeah <laughs> I, I i get that i get yeah. that whole feeling weird thing yeah I, I had just, yeah yeah, I mean, I think I think we all do to some extent, right? Mm. Like, because uh, real fast, go back and listen all about the Benjamins if you want to hear about Ben's crazy story. <laughs> um, yeah, because I I wasn't necessarily super into sports. Like, I was hardcore into video games. I loved, I remember being introduced to anime, like, in fifth grade. Mm. Um, unfortunately, it was also followed by hentai, which was obviously super <laughs> graphic anime, like, pornography and all that kind of stuff. Like, video games, like, I was... Yeah, but I remember that. I remember that feeling, especially going into high school. You know, it's where you really start to feel on the outside. Junior high was brutal for me. And then going into oh. high school was like... Yeah, junior, it, high, it, junior high sucked. It, yeah. That's that's how it is for basically really everyone. Is. Yeah. yeah. Junior high, high is the worst. High school, <laughs> <laughs> high school feel like... It's just the age. Like, yeah. It's not like necessarily the junior high. It's just, high school is where you can kind of differentiate and, yeah. and be like, okay, these are like my friends. My friends, yep. For me, it was a little bit different because I went to... My middle school was also my high school. And so like it was... Going to middle school, my first day of middle school was really my first day of high school at the same time. So, but the middle school aspect for the first those years was like just trying to figure out your place because it's already bad enough being in a middle school place, yep. sixth to eighth grade. But then you add high school on on oh, top wow. of it. Yeah, it's yeah. this whole campus. Luckily for sixth grade, you were kind of sheltered in in one place because they realized like, hey, this is a whole lot. But as you go about, you're more integrated. Eighth grade was kind of like, okay, like I finally kind of get it. Sure. Out of everything that was kind of hard. And then high school was like where I'm like, okay, who are my friends? Who are not? Cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and you and you go with that. You by isolate time, yourself from the other people that you're yeah. not. Yeah. By, by the time you, like I graduated though, because I didn't realize how small my class was really. Like you're friends with everyone. Like you have your, your main friends, mm-hmm. but you can kind of be chill with everyone. But then you look and you're like, I know everyone in my high school class right now. Because yeah. there's only 180 of us. Totally. totally. <laughs> like, yeah, in yeah. total. Mm. And so, like, it's a little bit, like, different. But, like, yeah, it's a, yeah, middle school was 
for everyone. I don't know anyone that had like a really true like. Do you have a good middle school experience? Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't know who does. Like, yeah. I think it was a, like it's a part of like it's like a rite of passage. Like, it really is. Yeah, middle school isn't yeah. the greatest. Yeah. Okay. So, anyways, keep going. So you're yeah, you're going in fourth grade. You're light up Skechers. Yep. Stuff is super awkward. You're getting exposed to all this stuff. Yeah. What was the next? I don't know. Like going in middle school, high school. What was that like for you? Oh man, I feel like the the transition from middle school to high school was kind of what what really made the big change in me. I might go a little bit deeper into this because. So, growing up, my dad always had a saying, will you run or will you fight if you're in, when, if you're in a situation? Of course he does. But back then, <laughs> here's, and, and here's the thing, my dad is completely different how he is now compared to a couple years ago. Really? Mm. Four years ago, if you, t- if you would have told me my, my dad would be here, my dad would now dances, my dad now drinks. Not like excessive, but if you told me Mm. he did that, I would be like, no, no, you're crazy. He's not. He would never do that because my dad's a good Christian. That's what I would say, you know? But back then, that saying, will you run or will you fight, how I understood it, he would tell me, hey, if someone comes in and does this to you and like insults you, blah, 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 are you going to run or are you going to fight? And I was like, I'm going to fight. He's like, no, you run. I was like, okay, I run. (laughs) A lot of times... I grew up with that mentality. No, you're good. (laughs) I grew up with that that mentality of always having to run away. Again, I grew up with that. The transition between junior high to like, or middle school, junior high to high school. What was, sorry, what was the idea behind running? Running would be if, if you can get away from a situation. Like if you're in a really argumentative situation, wh- whether it be like with my don't mom, escalate it. most of my time, don't escalate it. Mm. Just say, okay, turn around, walk yeah, away. Gotcha. You know, just don't be confrontational. Yep. like, don't be, don't confront that person. Don't try to fight it. Just be okay and run away, okay. you know, okay. in a sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm just so, curious. What yeah. That, yeah what so that's, process. that's how it was. in common. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's that how I stock conservative that's, Christian. That's how I grew up as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, it was... I haven't really talked to my dad too much about it uh, over the years, but I know it's definitely changed. But I feel like it has to go back to like turning your uh, your other cheek. I was thinking about that. that. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. that's that's I Makes feel sense. like it's the yeah. principle of that. Yeah, it's the cult. Um, old, yeah, but Christian. the mm-hmm. thing was, we never ever talked about the the actual fight part. Like when you need to fight, what you need to fight for. Mm-hmm. It was always sure. just run, turn away. Don't make things worse. Don't don't take it up to the next level. So, again, I grew up with that mentality. And then from junior high, um, like middle school, again, fourth, fifth grade to sixth and seventh, that's when I really started getting, I keep going back to this, but this is what really impacted my childhood. Uh, I was bullied, like, really bad. Like, every day after school. Um, what, what? Sorry, what grade was this in? This was uh, sixth grade. Okay. Um, going into seventh. My sisters would go with me to school because they were in the younger kindergartner age. And I remember almost every single day, these kids on our way back from home, they would be sitting behind a church, old uh, LDS church, and then they would wait for me. And then I knew they would always be there, but I would always have to walk my sisters back. So I remember almost every single day, I would tell my sisters, hey, go run home unless you can run the fastest home. Go see, like, I think no mommy cookies or she made something. Go run. And mm. I would make them run. And I would make sure they run far away. And then I'm like, all right, here they come. 
Mm. And then I turn around, those wow. guys are already here. They wouldn't do anything to my face because they didn't want like, people to know. But they would just bruise my whole body. And I didn't tell my parents because I was scared. Because they said, like, if you tell anyone, it's going to go worse for you. So I grew up with that, and I didn't fight. Like, I was, I was, I've always been kind of chubby. I was, I've always been kind of big growing up, you know? Chubby. Keep going. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I, like, I was, some, there were some kids who were smaller than me, but other, like, they would just gang around me, you know? I couldn't really do anything. But there wasn't until one time where I just had a really bad day at school. I don't know, my teacher said something to me. And then the same thing happened again. told Melissa and Dora, like, hey, run home, you know? And then these guys got me they got me from behind and it was like this kid that was somewhat smaller than me he just kept telling me crap and then he, he would just punch me in my gut over and over and then there came a point where i was like i'm so sick of this why am i not doing anything wow. mm. i put my head back and i hit the guy behind me he was taller than me i hit him like in the chin he let go of me i got the lit the kid around like his his coat and i just punched him and I immediately heard the crack in his nose. Ooh. And then I just went down and just bah, bah, kept hitting him over and over. All that rage coming yeah. out. And then yeah. in my head, I, f- I, th- I was like, man, all these other kids are going to gang up on me. I stood up. Dude, there's they liberation all, in they that. They all backed yeah. up. And I was so like, dead. and I was like crying because I was like the anger. Sure, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, you are not going to touch me again. And, uh, and he just stood there like he was kind of shaking because this has been going on for like, almost a year and a half mm-hmm. of nonstop. And I didn't say anything until then. So when that happened after that, nothing, 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 nothing <laughs> yep. ever again. Dude, you're making me emotional. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, yeah. it's, it's not Christmas story. And I was scared. <laughs> sure. And I, I didn't even tell my parents because wow. I was like, man. Do they know about this now? Now they do. Yeah. They don't know too much in detail, but now they sure. do. Kind of talk to them a little bit about this. But back then, I was scared. Like, mm. I didn't want to go to my dad because my dad's going to be like, why did you fight? Why did you hit a kid? Sure, sure, sure. And I was like, maybe I'll tell him, oh, they've been hitting me for a year. Like, they deserve it or something. But then I'm like, in my head, I was like, oh, he's going to give me an argument. Like, don't try to be vengeful, you know? Mm. So I felt like I had that mentality. I know my dad, and I turned the other cheek, but I felt like a coward up until that moment, if that makes sense. Like, I felt like I wasn't able to really really fight for the things that I knew were right. And that's where it really started to change a lot more. I felt like my, my attitude did get a little bit more aggressive. I would have constant, like, arguments with my mom. This is, um, what, seventh grade? It is seventh going into eighth grade, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of... Well, where that's I, pretty natural. Your testosterone yeah, starting to pump. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All the testosterone and everything. But I feel like that's where I really started hit, hitting really big development, especially in my characteristic. And then... At church. So, okay, so oh, did they bother you anymore after that? Oh, no. <laughs> after that, I was done. Like, and then I only had like maybe four yep. more months of school. Yeah, that works. And yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And that's, that takes one time. Yeah. 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 So yeah. That's, that, 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 that's what happened. Um, they didn't bother me for four months. I moved to another school and I'm like, made sure I'm like, I'm not going to get bullied here. So, <laughs> and I actually ended up being like one of the, like, in the more like popular kids in that mm. school because I felt like I was able to get be more confident, you know, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. I was actually able to have more friends around me. And it's usually what it, what it is, right? They usually will try to isolate, pick yeah. on the kids, right? Because it, like, we all know this, like the bully, the bullying kids are just as broken, all busted yeah. up, yeah, home definitely. life, all that kind of stuff. Because I remember a time when I was in middle school, I think I was a seventh grader at the time. And... 
uh, I don't, I don't remember like what the whole situation was, but there was, I was in one of my classes and this kid who was a sixth grader was like making fun of me. And I remember, I'll never forget this. And now I said something to the effect of, you can't pick on me. You can't say this to me because you're a grade younger than me. And he was like, so? <laughs> and I will never forget that. Mm-hmm. But there were times in my life I did not do what you did. And it even now, like working through that as an adult, it's weird. Like yeah. not standing up for yourself and all that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, keep going. Sorry. But your no. dad's a fighter though, like uh, two emerges ago, like when he, when he lost it on that and, tire yeah. thing. Yeah. And here's the like, thing. Yes. Um, Again, my dad's changed, man. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just the culture that we develop from awaken to, like what we're taught. I feel like we go to emerge because we're taught how to fight and we're taught what to fight for, right. you know, for your family, sure. mm-hmm. um, for the things you believe in, fight for God, you know. So I feel like that coming awaken that shifted because in my uh-huh. old church, we wouldn't really do that. If sure. that makes sense. I'm yeah, not yeah. hating on my old church. That's yeah, where yeah. I was I developed. Yeah. yeah. My, my youth oh, pastor, yeah. my old church, he's the one that started me on guitar. Didn't you go to the, tr- didn't you go to the youth group El Fuego? El Fuego, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Youth group, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They used to partner with City Church's youth group all the time. Yep. Yeah. And him, that's actually where, and that's actually where I met Vince. Okay, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm. I met Vince all the way back there. He actually had me, he texted me. He's like, hey, I have a youth group and so would you able to come play guitar, do some worship with us? I was like, yeah, man. Um, and that's, that's and the first person I actually do remember uh, seeing was Savannah. She doesn't remember me now, like oh, wow. when I saw her, but I was like, oh, shoot, I've seen you before Yeah, yeah. from that old youth group. So it was really cool uh, to see Vince uh, again when I when we came here. But yeah, Anyways, my old, keep going. Sorry. yeah, my old church, I felt like, uh, I felt like I did have almost two identities. I mm-hmm. felt like I wasn't really able to really be myself in a now, way. Now, is this because you're going into high school you're starting, everything's starting to change a little bit. Yeah. You're in a different um, path. Yeah. So like eighth grade up to high school, um, I started becoming, uh, uh, being more at church. I was volunteering a lot more. That's when I started guitar and everything. But I still felt like I didn't really have that good of a relationship with God. Sure. I, and like my mentality, I felt like it's all just, just really screwed up. Uh, again, I felt like I did have kind of that, I still had that like coward mentality. And I'm not saying that, uh, that my dad or anything taught me that, but that's just how I felt personally. And then again, coming to this church, even especially for my dad, I feel like it's something, something ignited in him mm. and something ignited in me too. Like back then I didn't really have a passion for, for learning about God's word until I came to awaken. Um, Cause I started playing guitar when I was 13 by 14 years old. I was already on the worship team. Every single week, every single service in between wow. the week, I was always like the up adult there. Service. Yeah, the adult wow. service. Yeah, yeah. My dad, mom, and dad were the worship leaders there, and so I was always, I would always be there every single week. But it would become a routine. I would play, job. play my my heart out, you know, sit down, sure. close my ears off, wait until they call me back up. That's how I was mm. compared to right now. I'm like, man, very different. I'm excited to sit down. I'm not playing today. I'm excited to sit down. I'm excited to receive something. And it wasn't until I actually came to, to awaken again that I'm actually starting to, I feel like I'm growing. You know, I'm still, I'm not to where I want to be. And I know I'm underdeveloped in certain areas, but I feel like that was something that ignited. And my dad, man, I, I always go back to this, but he's changed so much, guys. Wow. Like, mm. you guys don't know how much he's changed. 
just the the drive he has now get the things he wants that is so with cool. with God's mm. blessing behind him when knowing God's got his back now like it's just amazing because back then I remember he would be like it would almost be that mentality like if God wants it will sure. happen you know mm. like head back like just have faith in him and that's not a bad thing to have you know just have faith God's always gonna be providing totally. but we were never really taught to fight for what we want and that's where I feel like that that quote he said will you run or will you fight I felt like that fight part was always just pushed away Mm. But right now, if you were to ask me, like, in certain situations, will you run or will you fight? I'm like, I'm going to fight. I'm not going to run away anymore. Like, I'm just going to fight for what I believe in. I'm going to fight for my wife, fight for my household, you know. I'm going to try to be the, the, the man that God wants me to be. I'm going to fight. So I feel like that was during that, um, that age, going into high school. Sorry, I keep, like, going jumping. Okay. <laughs> mm. um, but that's where I started um, kind of developing that. And again, Right now, I'm going through that right now. So your high school formative years, you know, going into high school, was it just vastly different than junior high for you then? Yeah, high school. Obviously, you started to discover more who you are. Yeah, so high school discovered who, more who, I, who, uh, who I was. That's where I really started to, uh, to have lifelong friends, again, from the church. Sure. Uh, I was in, to this day, like, we're still good friends. So... It was really different because I knew, even though I was still kind of isolated in high school, it wasn't as bad as uh, as junior high was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And even, even though I was exposed to a lot more, I mean, that's where you guys supposed to like, you know, drugs, uh, parties, drinking, which back then made me weird because I grew up with the mentality, no drugs, no drinking, not even no dancing. So how did you mm. stay, how did you stay away from that? Uh. For you, was it just like, I'm just going to avoid it at all costs or? I was going to avoid it at all costs as best as I could. Um, but also I feel like, felt like my dad, um, my mom and dad, like kind of taught me the, uh, the fear of the Lord, like early on. But at the same time, I was afraid of my parents. Dude, you guys are like Ooh. the same person. Oh, totally. <laughs> he literally has oh, a yeah. question in here about that. Like, oh, really? that's so funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> fear the Lord and my parents. Because I'm like, if my parents find out, <laughs> yeah. I'm screwed. Oh, yeah. But it was also man. like, yeah. <laughs> but it's also, the, also how I grew up in church. Because again, I was there every week. Yeah, I didn't like pay attention to everything. But once yeah. in a while, I got, yeah, I got yeah. the main idea, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was like, drinking's a big no-no. No tattoos. No dancing, especially. Mm. So, this is what I'm curious about. Like, yeah. usually, especially here in Utah, for example, you have these super conservative homes and sometimes people just go off the rails, right? They go mm-hmm. whatever. Um, or they hide it from the parents or whatever it is. What was, what do you think the main thing was? And we'll kind of end on this because we're almost done with the first episode that prevented you or stopped you or whatever from going swinging really hardcore, like away from everything your parents were trying to teach you, what you were learning in church. Um, what do you think the main thing was that stopped you from going down that path? Like, there's no clear answer. Like, I, th- I feel like I had, I was raised with these, with these morals, with these rules, so to speak. And I was taught them throughout, taught the same rules throughout my entire life, getting up to that point. I was, my dad likes to say the example, I was molded. I was a piece of clay. He molded me. That's how he's able to raise me. Hmm. He molded me with those things in my mind that that I shouldn't do these things, try to avoid it at all costs. So I feel like that's what really helped me not to completely go all the way into those things. Um, but at the same time, it feels like for me, like 
like I again I I felt like I always had a pretty steady relationship with God and I knew what he would want me to do what he wouldn't want me to do hmm. in my church I was an example to other people and in my church they were they were telling me hey you shouldn't drink so I was like okay I'm not gonna drink then I'm gonna if the church has has me do s- certain things I'm gonna do it because I'm gonna set the example for someone because if someone's coming into me and he's suffering with with drinking or parties and stuff and then I try to tell him oh like don't worry man you're, everything's gonna be better but then he's like hey but I saw you in that last party I saw you drinking I saw you drunk how is that gonna help him that's kind of what I was taught that's what my dad always taught me he's like be the person that can that can help others and, and be an example as best as you can don't you're not gonna be perfect but just be the best you can that's what I did that's I feel like that was the mentality I grew up with that's crazy um, with that okay so we're going to end on this question yep. um, for this first episode. Uh, ben had this question. Obviously, now looking at it, you very clearly have a very great relationship with your family. Yep. Uh, in your opinion, did your parents do something differently that enabled you to develop such a great relationship, respect, and honor? Yeah. But in order to hear his answer, you got to tune <laughs> in the next, next week, episode 80. Uh, we're just getting started. Obviously, some great stuff in there. We're going to start diving into his family, where he's at now, what, how did he kind of get to this point? So you're, you kind of heard the, the starting off point for a lot of this, um, some of the lessons he was learning. But tune in next week for episode 80 with our boy Antonio. We out! <laughs>